It's the WP Minute Plus, your home for long-form discussions around the WordPress ecosystem, deeper insights and conversations that you won't find on our short-form WordPress news podcast. We'd love your support. Head on over to the wpminute.com slash support to donate a $5 virtual coffee, join the membership for $79 a year, purchase a classified listing in our newsletter, or get a video review of your product. The wpminute.com slash support. Support independent WordPress media. The wpminute.com slash support. Just opened my eyes. The coffee's kicked in. Uh, thank you all for coming. This is yet another episode of David Tries to Do Something for the WordPress 20, 20th Anniversary without getting out of his chair or traveling or doing anything remotely that resembles work. Uh, if you are the listener, if you listen to the past episodes and you're listening to this one, uh, I owe you one. So thank you. If this is your first time listening, then you are in for a fabulous treat. I'm going to explain the concept briefly, then our guests can introduce themselves. So we have a panel here of four WordPress professionals and me that are going to share some moments from the WordPress history that they've experienced. WordPress spans 20 years. Now, we're not saying everybody here has 20 years experience, but there is a lot to share and pick from. I'm going to ask them a couple of questions. They're going to share their experiences. These questions are a little bit different than anything else I've done in the past episodes. So these are unique questions. If you're listening to this and Maybe you have a little bit of nostalgia that takes you back. Just pull over to the side of the road and finish the podcast, and then you'll be absolutely fine. So to start this all off, I will introduce this in the order presented by random.org. Jason Cosper? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, It's your boy, Jason Cosper, a.k.a. Post Formats Malone. Um, Just here to to chop it up and chat a little... uh, chat a little WordPress history today. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to pull from uh, deep in the catalog because I've been doing WordPress for, I, uh, it makes me feel old to say it, 18 years now. Oh, so. you're going to have to bend over really to get all of that stuff. Um, yes. And by the way, if everyone else wants to share along, they've been with WordPress, that's a good, that's a good thing too. I keep forgetting to ask people that. 18 years. Wow. That's, that's going back yeah. far. I can't wait to hear what some of the things that you have to remember or for me to remember after you said shared them um let's see what's who's next joshua i think you're Hello. next on the list here introduce yep. yourself where you're from you know i'm joshua from idaho and i've I, i've been doing wordpress in some capacity for 17 years i want to find the exact date because it was in 20 2005 2006 that i started making some little websites and i've been involved in lots of different ways currently i'm doing freelance work for different clients and enjoying that. I'm enjoying what I call uh, my freedom because I like not being in meetings and that facilitates that at the moment. Um, Right now I'm doing a, yes, go ahead. This isn't technically a meeting, so we're good, right? This is not a meeting. No, because I'm actually uh, involved and I care. That's another topic. Okay. Um, I'm working on a project right now called Onboard WP where I'm doing teardowns of WordPress projects and having fun with that. Thanks. Oh, can't wait to hear the postmortem on this one. All right, Joshua, thank you very much. Uh, Francesca, you are, you're up. Yes. You're next. Hello, everyone. I am Francesca from Italy. Right now I'm in the UK, but normally I'm in Italy. As you can tell from my accent, I'm very Italian. Um, I am the Director of Engineering, uh, Learning and Growth at XWP, uh, an enterprise WordPress agency. Um 
I take care of all our developers and their professional growth, which allows me to be what ultimately I feel I am, a mama bear. Uh, <laughs> beside that, I have been, well, I, I, I have to admit, it's, it has a lot to do with the upcoming empty nest syndrome, which I'm going to experience in one or two years. Oh, so, no. You know, I'm, I'm hoarding developers to kind of replace my kid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> beside this. If you got an um, extra one, let me know. I'll trade you. <laughs> well, I'm always happy to mama bear one of your girls, <laughs> but I don't think they need it, my mama bearing. Um, I've been working with WordPress for 15 years now. Uh, started out as a mummy blogger, um, and I love the tool. I love the people. Uh, I love the project. I've been uh, actively contributing to WordPress since 2015. Um, yeah, I can't believe 20 years old. My God. Wow. <laughs> so Jason was 18. Joshua was 17. And Francesca, you said you were? 15. I've been using it and for 15, pe 15 years at first oh. as, a, as a blogger slash tinker, then as a WordPress Wow. developer so. and then as a facilitator of WordPress development. So we are, <laughs> we are this close to calling this geri geriatric press, but yes, we have, yes. we have Maytree here and Maytree, how long have you been with WordPress? This is, this is the last in the selected by random.org. Maytree is bringing up number four spot spot here. Maytree, how long were you in WordPress? Where are you in so WordPress? I was, I am in WordPress. I was introduced to WordPress in uh, 2016, and I was introduced to it so uh, because of because of Adicamp. Uh, I've been with them since then, and I started off as an end user, um, you know, just trying uh, to use WordPress and you know, posting a few blog posts, and you know, well. It was definitely a love at first sight because I didn't know that using, uh, you know, people who could use um, something to share uh, with the web could have been so easy. And I think by that time, WordPress had progressed quite a bit. I've not seen the olden days, but I have seen the modern WordPress. And I think I, I joined WordPress at a very good time because of which it for me, it was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. There's so much that can be done. Um, so yes, uh, and I'm currently, I'm from uh, Pune, India. I'm working at Adicamp as a director of client delivery, and I'm working on various projects and working with many clients who are using WordPress in many different ways. And it's amazing to see how uh, WordPress has been growing and how everyone else is using it in so many beautiful ways. So yes, I'm happy to be uh, sharing my experience here. I can hear that young enthusiasm, even though 2016 it was when you started. So that's not too, yes. that's not, that's not too bad. That's, that's what, uh, so around seven years. Around seven years. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm not good with the math. All right. Well then let's get started. It was, thank you all for being here. And you know what? I just want to say, I love the fact that, we are from like, it, first of all, it was so easy to, to, to get a group of people that, that are so, that has a diversity built in, right? Um, we have people from Italy, we have people from India. Um, I forget 
you you two are in the states, right? Jason and Josh, Idaho. Idaho and Jason, I forget where California. you are. California. Okay, so yeah, and um, you know, I'm in the trash bin called Florida. So we have a great variety of different things going on here. Let's move on to our questions. So um, I'm going to read the question off. Jason, you are up first. Um, these are the most wordiest questions I've ever asked because as we continued on um, interviewing people, they kept giving the same responses like favorite, favorite word camps. And you know, everybody seemed to pick one the same one or two things or the favorite WordPress releases. So I have to almost like write a legal document that says, I'm not looking for anything in particular, but the biggest thing is you can't, half the questions were like, you can't pick Gutenberg. Uh, all right. So let's, let's start off with the first one. All right. So Jason, Throughout your time with WordPress, what's the most memorable or noteworthy impact WordPress has made for the open source community or just the any general community, you think? Oh, wow. Um, you know, um, one of the things that is a, a big thing for me and kind of uh, set the table uh, for probably like the, fa- the past 15 years of development in WordPress is um, the release uh, that, well, it started around WordPress 2.5 and then uh, on to, to WordPress 2.7. Uh, there was a uh, project run by uh, Liz Danzico and a few others called uh, Crazy Horse. Uh, and what Crazy Horse was, was uh, effectively uh, usability testing. Uh, so before WordPress 2.7, uh, everything in the WordPress dashboard were a uh, little history lesson for you, just uh, tabs at the top mm. where you could select things. Um, Crazy Horse and, and that project where they actually uh, hired users did, or like and, and paid them to, to run through and do testing, uh, do I tracking do all of these things they actually i think uh liz danzico was working on behalf of happy cog um which was at the time run by jeffrey zeldman zeldman uh now works i believe yeah. still at uh at automatic um so you know they've had a, a long-standing relationship there and and it seems kind of like where it first began uh was um, was with uh, this crazy horse project. And, and so um, Liz actually presented this at uh, a WordCamp. Um, so 2008 uh, WordCamp San Francisco. Um, I, I remember uh, being in the audience as they shared all this. And it was just wild to me that um, looking back on it, I was kind of going through posts and everything else. Um, our little uh, left-hand navigation bar that, uh, you know, for for everything in the, the WordPress dashboard has been built off of that. Um, the widgets in the dashboard, um, you know, like the actual uh, pull-down tab settings where you can kind of configure uh, how things are laid out uh, was all informed by this uh, Crazy Horse project. And uh, I know that um, you know, in the next few years, we're very likely to see an update. I think that was one of the things that's discussed for this next phase of Gutenberg was having uh, an improved admin interface. Uh, I really hope that now that uh, all of the the 
work has been done, um, you know, 15 years ago that they take some time and uh, go through this user process again, uh, because um, the last batch, like I said, it's lasted us 15 years at this point. Yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> you know, but but that, uh, I mean, I, I can't think of a project um, out there in open source that has, um, you know, at least in open source CMSs that have done this, uh, probably because I I don't really follow Drupal or any any other things like that. But um, it, it just really feels like a, an incredibly impactful thing to to take some funding and and some money from um, you know and and throw it at this and and kind of uh, shape the direction of the project for for so long. Yeah, I, 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 other people have mentioned the WordPress admin change before, but nothing specific about that project, which I'm now glad we're, we're talking about because that is, it's not just a redesign. We, we, we worked with a professional company <laughs> to develop that. And according to what I'm reading, that's, they started in WordPress 2.5 to begin that work. Yeah. And eventually it came out in WordPress 2.7. And of course, 2.7 had that built-in plugin integration, one-click updates, short codes. So having that new admin interface. And I've seen, you know, everybody's, we've all seen the same generic uh, bootstrap admin interfaces uh, on the web, but I've seen a lot too that have mimicked WordPress so closely, almost had to do a double take in terms of, hey, is that a WordPress? Oh no, they stole that. But I, I, I think it's massively affected the WordPress project and I think it has affected the open source community. So I think I like that pick. So Jason's um, very impactful project, Crazy Horse, one word. Um, good. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. And uh, all right. So this, this means, if I can do my math correctly, I think, Josh, I think you're up next. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about this from the perspective of me as a young person trying to get into building a business and making stuff for people. Mm -hmm. And the five-minute install was life-changing for me as someone using open source and I was a designer not a developer and so my brother basically got tired of helping me he's like hey here's a little document just look at this figure it out so I got an <laughs> sounds FTP like client. a brother to me yeah uh, yes fantastic older brother we still work together I got an FTP client I started reading through that I got lost a bunch of times but I was able to get a little website up and charge my first project, I charged $400 for a client that I traveled from Chicago to Georgia to visit with them. It's ridiculous. It, that, these, that means like <laughs> these 20 days, hours of round trip. <laughs> these days, they just $400 is the airline ticket. Yes, we, we met in the coffee shop. I got the, anyway, it was fantastic. <laughs> so the ability to use this software, use this five-minute install to kind of just make something initially, um, to start being able to charge clients and figure this out, and then start editing the templates and just get up and running, that was a massive deal for me. And I'm guessing that affected a lot of other people too, where maybe you're not so technical, but you can kind of figure it out and build a business off of it. And that that was a big deal. It is the Geico insurance uh, claim. Uh, you uh, get what, what? Now I now I'm drawing a blank. Save fifteen minutes on your car and fifteen minutes for fifteen percent, something like that. Yeah, those when you throw numbers in, right? And back then when WordPress started, nothing was a five minute install. Yeah, and I did get close to five minutes after a little while once I actually understood what I was doing, and <laughs> that, that was massive. Yeah, should I turn on search engine? Uh, well. 
yeah, I can't imagine. You know, it's not as common these days. <laughs> uh, auto installers and and uh, onboarding and that sort of thing. Insta WP is blowing my mind still. I've been using it for a couple of weeks now. Like in five seconds, you're in WordPress. It's fantastic. But yeah, five minutes was a big deal. Yeah, I mean, that was probably the first slogan or tagline of WordPress that I can think of because it was treated as such. Matt said it on the stage a number of times. It was it was quoted how many times early in the beginning. And like I said, the when that was kind of attracted me. I mean, it was a little bit still techie and developer, right? Because you had to get the database set up and they had to enter the database password and all of that. Oh, but, but believe me, I, as somebody who is playing around with Drupal and, and PHP Nuke and movable type, and my apologies if I'm insulting anybody here, I don't want to get any emails. I'm sure they had their own processes that didn't take very long, but WordPress branded it. So it was the first brandable WordPress slogan in my mind. Jason, you look like you're about to explode. Uh, no, well, I, I picked WordPress specifically because of uh, the five-minute install, uh, specifically because uh, I had tried. And I, I've, I've been blogging since uh, 2001, um, and uh, originally, actually 2000, originally using uh, Blogger. Uh, and then when I decided to, to stop um, and, and like sort of start treating my site less like a hobby and more like a, a serious thing, I started looking at CMSs and I tried to install movable type. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm 45. I've had a Linux box under my desk since I was uh, 18 years old in 1996. Oh. Like, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I can figure this stuff out, but like movable type, there was something just slightly obtuse enough about it that I, I, I couldn't, <laughs> like, I, I couldn't get it up and running. But, uh, you know, on the flip side, um, the five minute install, like, yeah, I could figure that out. And then yeah. uh, just just a year into the project, I was uh, looking this up a little bit earlier. Um, one click installers uh, from Fantastico and from uh, DreamHost, where I currently work, like were and, and became a, a thing that turned that five minute install into click a button and wait five minutes while someone else does it for you. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, they didn't have that for movable type. They didn't have that for Matt, uh, when dream hosted their one click installer, um, like sites, a, a blog post that, um, that dream host ran at the time that said that they couldn't do that with movable type, given the licensing of movable type. So the, the fact that there was like a, a GPL license there, um, uh, actually kind of helped the, the growth of that and, mm. and helped. Um, so, um, yeah, the five minute install and, and just that little tiny step further of that one click installer where you get it in cPanel, you get it, uh, at all of the, the different hosts that were proliferating around the time. It's massive. I, but I, I've, I've talked enough, uh, David, uh, would you like to tee up to, uh, Someone else? Oh, well, Fran, Fran, it's uh, random.org is, is determined Fran is next. So I'm, yes. I can't wait to hear All what right. Fran has to say. Uh, the power um, has been taken out and given to randomability. So Fran, <laughs> uh, so what do you I got do for have us? A, 
a few memorable moments, but you know, while we were having this conversation about the five minutes install, and Jeffrey Zellman was a really big. I'll share your biggest uh, one now, and we'll get to the others hopefully later. Yes. So the biggest one for me is seeing Helen Hu Sandy getting on stage for the release of WordPress 4.7 4. 4. in her high heels, beautiful floaty dress, knowing that, you know, this beautiful young woman was in charge and at 4.7 was already very big. <laughs> WordPress was already very big. And at the time, the release uh, was managed by one person and it was just for me it was an historical moment because it was the first time i saw such representation on stage at any tech conference and then and especially at a during a general release uh, moment um so that for me was memorable and then there were other moments that were important, but that one is memorable. Like I can still see her on stage, going on stage during State of the World, presenting 4.7 with her heels, her dress, explaining all the technical features, looking fabulous doing that. <laughs> and that, and that, because we are talking about the um, the impact of the open source community or the general WordPress community, I'm sh that that. That presence on stage would lead up. Uh, um, do you remember when the um, the all the yeah. what release was that? Five point six. Five point six. So uh, it took a while, but I remember yes. having, I remember the conversations for that happening around this time. Like people were talking about, and I, you know, Helen is 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 obviously a great person. Um, there are other great people that were around her that worked on that too, of of all different types and sizes and shapes and everything. But I think once people saw it started, sorry, she added to that bucket of I'm seeing representation on stage. Yes. That was yes. a lead representation and like taking yes. it to the next logical step because things take time between 4.7 and the five releases still while but then people start saying why can't we have an entire team or to fire division or why yeah. can we have this so yes i agree i'm first of i'm all, great with that too yeah. <laughs> first of all why can't we have more women represented to yeah. start with <laughs> i mean like an, an all women and non-binary folks releases also it's it is historical for open source it, it was an historical release 5.6 i i am really baffled by the fact that Tech media didn't pick up on that so much. Uh, actually, I was discussing that at the time with Josefa, the fact that, you know, we there was no media coverage. And that was an historical release because, um, you know, I did a bit of research and nothing popped up when I looked for uh, open source releases that were um, led completely by women. Uh, so I'm really baffled by <laughs> why that uh, that release hasn't been advertised, like picked up by the media. There's going to be another one, 6.4, which is going to be the last release of 2024. So moment of uh, advertisement. <laughs> there is a post. <laughs> uh, okay, Just, we'll, we we'll come back here in a year and a half. Yes. And <laughs> assuming I'm not hooked up to tubes. To yeah. We'll talk about it. Volunteer for that. 6.3 is ongoing, so if anyone wants to see what the release is about, they can ride along and see if it works for them. But 
you know, to bring it back to that moment. I remember oh. I, I was not at WordCamp US that year. I was watching from home. She got on stage. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Well, good for her. I'm, I'm, if, she, if she hears this, I'm sure I'll give her a smile. Great. And the, all right. So, Maytree, um, you're the youngest person here, after all us old timers. Do you, do you have anything that, that, that fit any particular uh, memorable moment for you? I wanted to add a little bit to what uh, Francesca said and the mm -hmm. mention of uh, the all women and non-binary folk release of 5.6 because that was one of the most memorable releases for me. And um, I remember reading about it and I remember the call for it. And that was the first release where I stayed up almost my entire night at uh, India time and I saw that release happen. And ever since then, I have... Uh, been up and like awake the whole night for all the major releases because um, just seeing how beautifully that was done uh, and that particular release um, was very impactful on me because uh, that is when I actually started looking into how I could start giving back mm. although I was using WordPress but that particular release and just seeing all of them work together um, that has always been like a core memory for me. And uh, that encouraged me a lot, that lot more than I expected to, you know, where I was immediately looking at, okay, how else could I contribute? And then I was able to like start participating in some of the contribution activities that we were doing, even at office. And uh, there were a few other folks who were looking at doing the first uh, contribution, you know, and I was able to like help out with it because I was reading a lot of the handbook information myself. Um, that was something that was very, very memorable for me. Oh. And uh, another um, uh, uh, another moment that I was very happy about because we were working on something uh, similar at Articam a few months before was the launch of uh, learn.wordpress.org. I think that was so important for all technical and non-technical users. Um, we have had a couple of years where it was very tough for us to maybe have engineers who were very well versed with WordPress development. And some people found it a little difficult, you know, there's so much that uh, we can do in terms of career opportunities, just using WordPress, being a technical and non-technical ways. And some of us have had good mentors who have, you know, got us into the ecosystem, but maybe some who have just stumbled upon it have not had an easy way to get into it. And I think learn.wordpress.org was a great step towards it. And um, I know uh, I, I know the impact that it could have created for a lot of other folks was because of um, we were working on something similar, learn.articamp.com, where we did want the engineers to feel encouraged enough to understand how they could, you know, uh, do the WordPress development, uh, get an early introduction to it. And if they are still willing to go for it, maybe they could apply to us or to somebody else. And that is how we had initially started that. And to see uh, how, you know, the tutorials came up and how there were more defined courses for every single topic where usually you're just finding random Google things and, you know, people are trying to piece things <laughs> together. It's, this was pre-ChatGPT, children. <laughs> and um, now I find myself uh, also helping clients 
you know, with references to some of these uh, tutorials and courses where it's it's so easy for them now, you know, to um, go through, especially the video tutorials have been very impactful. I feel uh, reading a document can become very difficult, but watching a video, actually seeing it happen is, it, especially for a visual learner, it is, it is so much mm. uh, better, you know, and now we are working towards just combining our efforts in terms of whatever we learned into uh, uh, managing the course, improving it. Now we are working towards, you know, adding that information yeah. to the learned WordPress. It's been very helpful. Yeah, a lot of outdated information. WordPress has been going on so long, people finding things that don't apply anymore or bad code and that sort of thing. So, yeah, so I'm putting you down for learn.wordpress.org as the contribution. And I th and I think moving forward, that's going to be a really, really big impact and set the example maybe for other open source projects who hopefully have enough manpower to it or people power to, uh, to get that something like that going. But yes, um, I can't imagine how much impact that has on the next generation of people. Great perspective, by the way, because all us, all us old timers have like, you know, five minute install. Oh, fine. I got a pH script right here. I'm going to run it raw right on the server. You know, all right. Uh, my wife said I can only I, do I will, one of those per hour. So real I, quick, I will, real quick, Jason, before oh, I have to yes. use the restroom. Just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I was uh, going to kind of uh, tack on to that. Um, the the folks who run uh, learn.wordpress.org, the, the WordPress training team uh, specifically, well, I mean, everybody uh, in that team, like I, I spend a little time that is uh, part of the the contribution that I, I do uh, when I have time is uh, work with that team. Uh, it is a, a massive effort. Every time uh, there is a new version of WordPress, uh, they go through all of those videos and uh, figure out like, okay, what do we need to update? Uh, and uh, they work so hard to try to uh, get everything updated like day and date when a new release comes out. Uh, they're not fully there yet, but I know mm -hmm. uh, that, that Courtney and Hawa and, and all of the folks over there just are uh, working. So, I mean... <laughs> I don't want to take away and single anyone out, but like Courtney Robertson is like a force of nature. Uh, I, I think uh, over on WP Water Cooler, we've nicknamed her the the Leslie Nope of WordPress. Like she always has the the resource ready to go. Uh, she you know has uh, you know things all planned out. So uh, really, I, I mean, it's it's not a singular person effort, but mm, uh, a yeah, lot definitely. of the work that has been done around training and a lot, a lot of the work moving forward uh, has, has been uh, Courtney. And I just feel like she needs props for, for how much uh, has been done there. Hopefully I get to ask, uh, get her. Um, I know she wanted to, to come on. So hopefully I can do like one more round of this with her included underappreciated for, for sure. But um, speaking of underappreciated Jason, now that I, we, we have you here, our second question was, um, what proposal or feature of WordPress over the years you think hasn't gotten the attention or the appreciation it deserved? Now, I know there's probably a ton, but I do eventually have to see my kids later. So let's, if we want to narrow it down to one, what's something that has been underappreciated, undervalued, or hasn't gotten the attention? 
WordPress feature. Post formats. Yeah. Post formats. Kids, uh, it, there was post formats. Yeah. Back in 2011, uh, post formats was uh, something that was included in WordPress 3.1. Um, and uh, what the idea behind post formats, if you've ever used uh, Tumblr, a.k.a. the Hell site, um, you will know what post formats are. Um, that um, basically uh, you could set something up where it would be, um, you know, a, a, a quote post. So you could post a, a favorite quote for your uh, from like an author, from uh, whoever. Uh, you could uh, post chat logs. Uh, people used to use stuff other than iMessage uh, back in the day. I know that the kids love Discord and the old folks love Slack. Um, but, um, you know, you could like kind of, uh, copy and paste like a chat between two people and it would be, uh, appropriately formatted. Uh, one of the things that I really loved it for, uh, was link blogging. Mm, um, yeah. so yeah. Um, so you could actually have a, uh, you didn't have to make a, a custom post type for any of this stuff. Uh, it was, uh, effectively, um, you could, uh, if, as long as you had a theme that supported it, um, you could, um, you know, link blog, you could whatever. And this was all based off of, uh, it was, uh, I feel like, and this is a little bit of, you know, uh, speculation, but uh, Matt saw what Tumblr was doing uh, and said, oh yeah, we should be able to do that. Uh, and then a bunch of developers went, oh, yeah, I'd like to do that. And they all focused on it. Uh, they, you know, did a bunch of work. Um, they announced it in uh, WordPress 3.1 that we had post format support. Uh, and then it just sort of withered. Well, I, you know, not to deal on this too much because we only have 24 hours in a day to talk about this. But I right. think that the themes... Themes never really caught on with it. And I think that's yeah. where, yeah. So I think now in the future, I think we, uh, we get, we've we learned from that lesson and try to do a little bit more uh, preactive polling surveys, that sort of thing, and see how the fire was. I think maybe it was maybe it was a little bit more of a personal project or an itch to scratch. But definitely the the output didn't seem to match up with the um, the input and the enthusiasm. Uh, mm -hmm. I've got... I, I don't want to dominate too much, but I, I no feel free is, dominate away. There, well, wait, that doesn't there, sound good. No. Go ahead. There is a, a, a little bit of a theory yeah. that I also have, which is uh, at the time, uh, even though, uh, you know, post formats like, yes, absolutely. This is a, a thing we want to be able to support. Yeah. The theme support wasn't there, but also the, th I feel like the theme support wasn't there because WordPress was already, eight years into its life, making that push to becoming less of like a blogging platform and more of a general purpose CMS. And uh, a lot of the, the blogging stuff, while it was still there, while it was the bedrock where all of this stuff was laid, was, was beginning to like lose a little bit of that focus, a little bit of that shine and uh, getting things that were a little more concentrated on being a, a general purpose CMS sort of like took the wind out of the sails there. All right. So post formats, uh, RIP to a real one. So thanks a bunch. All right, Josh, what, what, what you get, what you got for me? Underappreciated. 
Uh, it depends on how you word the question to which answer I'll give, but I just had it's to up, pick one. So it's up, it's up for your interpretation. Yes. I, uh, I, I hate and love notifications in WordPress. And I know there's been some fantastic folks who have been trying to bring that forward. There's been a lot of talk about it. So it's not that okay. we're well, not aware of it as a community, but it's a really hard problem to solve. Yeah, I'll um, have to add a trigger warning to the beginning of this episode, but go ahead. <laughs> and just in, in the last couple of weeks, I've been looking again at really famous, popular WordPress plugins, doing some teardowns and seeing that we just don't know how, what to do with this in a way that doesn't cause confusion and chaos, but there's an absolute need for notifications. And you look at other operating systems, it's better. Um, you look at even iOS, it's not great, it's not perfect, but it works in a way that is useful. And just plug-in creators for one, they need a way to be able to say, hey, here's what's going on without abusing it. And that's really hard. That's important. So that, that's, that's one that I think if we can figure it out, that actually will really help the project as a whole. Um, it's just not an easy one. So yeah, I could go on. Maitri, you, you nodded your head the hardest during that last minute. Um, do you have a problem with notifications? Actually, that was, uh, that was the same thing that I was going to raise when the baton was going to be passed over to me. So. Uh oh, now you're gonna have to find something. To we'll give you a few minutes for that. But it's uh, but so yeah, you did. What were you going to say real quick about it? So what happens is um, what I do envision is having a very seamless way to get notifications for everything that I'm using on my site in a much more elegant way, which is not confusing, where every time I'm going to a different uh part of WordPress, I'm getting buzzed by different uh, plugins or maybe you know somebody asking me for uh, feedback. I would like like maybe a dedicated space where I could go for it when I'm ready to maybe share that yeah. instead of, um, um, you know, interrupting my user journey when maybe I'm focusing on, you know, publishing something that is very urgent or, you know, I, I have something on my mind and I'm like, hey, okay, that's where I'm going to go. This is what I'm going to do. And uh, sometimes uh, I've had a few interesting experiences where I'm giving a demo and then suddenly there's a notification that has come out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, oops, sorry, you know, like I'll, I'll let you all know about it a little bit later. But that, that could be some for sometimes when I'm introducing WordPress to very new users who are coming on uh, from a different CMS onto a new CMS, you know. So I would love for that experience to also become uh, nicer for the users in general. But to be clear, we were talking about underappreciated and under-recognized. So I think, you know, notifications, I think in themselves, I think what I think, and I'm putting words in Joshua's mouth here. Um, Please. <laughs> um, but, you know, as much as we rag on them, they're an integral part of what we have to deal with in WordPress. So, as you know, it's kind of like the person that always gets into trouble, but in the end, you, if they weren't around, then life would be harder. So at least that's how I'm going to interpret this. And to We have I, to have them. Yeah. How we have yeah. them is the massive question. Yeah, at least that's how I'm going to repeat Agreed. this back yes. to when I talk to my therapist later about all this. But anyway, <laughs> Fra, Fran, what is something underappreciated in WordPress? Um, Multi-site. Ah, yes. And multi-site. Remember when it was two installs? Word, um, WordPress multi-site was an install if you needed it. It was integrated into WordPress later. But what, may, what makes multi-site your, your deal? So 
Uh, a few years back, um, I can't pinpoint the time, but I would say either the year that Gutenberg was merged or the year before, Matt said that this is not a priority. Uh, so basically, for the past four, five, six years, it has been on life support. Uh, and mm -hmm. no new features have been really implemented, and it's mostly, um, you know, um, maintenance and making sure it doesn't break. And it's important that it won't break because actually, multi-site is used by a lot of a yeah, lot of, of like news organizations, other yeah, news has, organizations, yeah. universities. WordPress.org uses it, doesn't it? On a limb and say, mm. well, WordPress.org for sure. At some point, WordPress.com was also kind of based on multi-site. Oh, I'm sorry, that's I'm what I meant to sure. say, WordPress.com. WordPress well, WordPress.org for sure, but WordPress.com, uh, I think at some point, I think they moved past that sort of architecture. But So it feels that it was the great feature that could have been. And there was a lot put into the early days of development of multi-site. And then now it's on live support. But there are so many use cases for it, and it's not just the end. Like the all the enterprise world relies heavily on multi-site, uh, but you know the enterprise agencies also have the the resources to tweak it and make it what they want. Although I know for a fact that we still every time I talk multi-site with anyone from hosting companies or enterprise agencies, everyone's like, oh, you know, ah, I found a bug, I found this, I found, and that could, you know, um, uh, improve and things like that. But I think there are so many use cases also not for the enterprise world, and it makes it very hard to use. For example, my humble website that lies unused and unloved uh, is actually oh, a multi-site installation. Oh, yeah. It's very sad because I have the Italian version and the English version. So, you know, it makes sense for me to have that. Well, it, the other option was to talk about multilingual, but multi-site for me is kind of the base for a lot of these things. Um, and I wish, I wish, because it's not that it lacks people that want to work on it. There's actually a small but very passionate group of people that want to work on that. But it's very hard to prioritize it um, in the scope of a release at the level it should be, because then you have to touch a lot of things if touch multi-site. So, you know, uh, so wow. that for me is the great feature that could have been. Um, and it, it doesn't get much appreciation. And I think because it's been a bit left on life support so it cannot really keep up with the development of wordpress and the development of tech and solution tech solutions in general mm. so that's my one no argument here uh for multi-site great pick uh i used it a lot in the early days so for uh matri um bring on this depression chain into the station here is there any uh, underappreciated uh, thing of wordpress that you can think of real quick i I don't think so. Not at the moment, David. I think I'm going to circle back to it a little bit later on, if that's okay, so that we keep... Nothing you know, underappreciated? I mean, I did steal her pick already, so... <laughs> that's right. Both of you are sharing notifications. Yes. 
And in yeah, and just like notifications, there's at least two sticking out right right now. <laughs> they come together in yeah. big bunches and pop up everywhere. Know, honey bunches of notifications. Yeah. Um I'm I'm just gonna quick say auto updates in WordPress. Um it was a big deal. Um people made a big deal of it at the time. I remember Nason standing on stage, and I've mentioned this before, so this is gonna be very, very quick. I, I remember seeing Nason and other prominent WordPress people on stage for years, I think, saying that this is not gonna you know, we're doing this in this way that's not gonna break anything. People even not associated with WordPress were flipping out about it. Um, because you, these are WordPress core updates and there people were afraid and, and going along those lines, the features later where the rollback is, is coming, the rollback feature, um, the site tools that would help you, um, the emails that are sent now saying that, Hey, you have a, you have a fatal error in your WordPress site for some reason. Um, probably maybe because of an auto update or maybe because a developer was messing with your site that to me especially are all the things I think of when I think of underappreciated features. Nowadays, you get an email from WordPress saying, hey, your site is down. You can click on this link to go into a protected mode. That is a big deal. That had to come very quickly after um, auto updates for, for WordPress. Also, oh, so what? So we, we, we closed this uh, part with actually uh, optimistic uh, looking to the future of auto updates. Mm -hmm. Just today, uh, the Temporary backup of plugins and themes before updating has been merged, that feature. And I'm very excited about that. It uh, was a step two of a multi-step uh, plan that actually I wrote the post for that. Don't ask me why, because I'm not a developer, so I have no idea how I ended up writing that post. But basically, we laid out with my colleagues at the time from Yoast. Uh, a multi-step plan to make auto updates as safe as possible. One of them was the, you know, creating this uh, temporary backup of plugins and themes. And there's a small, very small group of people that worked on that. It's actually four people basically that dedicated a lot of time to that. But you know, they persisted, and today it was merged. So, oh. Yay. I feel like I need to get a helium balloon with something written on it. All right. I, I had a client from four years ago who's like, hey, my site's broken. So I went in and I'm like, I can't update stuff yet. So I then did a backup manually. It took me about 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, all right, now I'll update. And <gasps> is it broken? And this, yeah, I'm excited to hear about that merge. Great. Yeah. So my, so I, I've thrown in auto updates and that WP email you get when your site experiences a fatal. I don't know what. And then, because that's what exists now and the future looks even brighter. So anyway. All right, we're on to our third round here. Um, we're going to go a little bit quicker on this round so we have the time at the end to bring up the anything else that we may not have uh, covered up to this point. So the third uh, topic are... Oh man, I'm going to edit this out. I just had a brain fart. Third topic, what word camp, comma, summit, comma, event, comma, conference over the past two decades, or, you know, fill in the appropriate period of time here, has been noteworthy to you? And we'll qualify this by saying um, there's no wrong answers. You guys can repeat something. Um, it's, it, but you didn't have to physically attend the event. You didn't even have to be in WordPress when this event took place. If you're looking at something that was affecting a WordPress history, you feel free to bring that up too in terms of things. Um, 
but we're looking in it. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a WordCamp. So um, we're going to move a little bit more quickly here. So pick your best shot and let us know why you feel that way or what impact it had on you. Jason, what WordPress, what WordPress related uh, event is sticks out in your mind? WordCamp 2006, the original, the one that started it all, uh, the one that uh, basically gave us the the framework for for all WordCamps. Uh, I I was there. It was wow. a one day event. Matt checked me in and handed me the sticker I put on my chest because there were no badges. It was a hello, my name is sticker. You don't need uh, no stinking badges at a first work camp. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was at the Swedish American Hall in San Francisco. Um, there were about, I, there were like 500 something people registered. Uh, probably about three to 400 were there. They had two tracks already. They had multiple tracks wow, like, nothing. going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, when Matt checked me in, uh, Matt and I think Glenda, uh, for the old heads in the crowd who remember when Glenda was, was, uh, hanging around the project, uh, uh, Matt and Glenda checked me in and I was wearing, uh, a blogger t-shirt in reference to uh, Matt uh, a year before at uh, an event, Webzine 2005, got up and told the crowd, hey, um, you know, this is why you should use WordPress. And there was a shootout between like them, movable type and blogger, I think. And Matt got up wearing a blogger t-shirt, just like, hey, Uh, and it, it was funny. And then I showed up wearing my blogger t-shirt and Matt's like, Oh, that's hilarious. So Um, that's amazing. I, there are so many good things. I didn't want to cut you off, but I dropped a link into our chat here and I'll share it with the show notes as well. This is a um, sf.wordcamp.org slash 2006. It is not, it is not like any other WordCamp site you've seen. It is basically just a very plain text page saying these are the folks that signed up. The number goes to 500, about 513, 514. Um, who's to say who showed up? But there's, it's, it's, quite a, it's quite a piece of WordPress history. And there's also links to the pictures on Flickr, posts on Technorati, uh, and something I've never, which I don't think exists anymore because the link is dead, and something called Sphere, which I don't know what that is. Um, actually, but anyway, you get to see a piece of internet history. The pictures on Flickr still work. So yeah, I I am so jealous of you, Jason, because I would have loved to have been there. And the pictures and Matt looks so young. <laughs> so young. So okay. Well, the first WordCamp has the probably the first event period that I can I that I know of um, back in 2006. So it's a great first pick. Um, I love Jason that your 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 role is slacker WordPress user. Yep. I, I was, I, what am I, like number eight or so? Uh, registered yeah, number, like I, number nine. Nine. I, I, I heard that there was going to be an event and just signed up, like immediately. I was like, no question, I love WordPress, I'm going to be there. You should scroll down this list when we have a chance and see who, who we recognize and who is still around. Some of these names um, yeah. pop out and some of these names I have never heard of. I mean, it, some of them were probably also in San Francisco at the time and 
you know, have moved on to op- more open source or other tech related things and was San Francisco after all. All right. Well, great. I can look at this all day. Um, thank you, Jason, for making me jealous. Uh, we're, the first, uh, this was around the time actually I probably started, I was using WordPress for a little bit, but I didn't even know these WordCamps existed. WordCamp Miami started in 2008. So it took me two years to learn about this. Um, Joshua, uh, what event, uh, Hootenanny, whatever you want to call it, and WordPress sticks out to you. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was the first one I attended, which was WordCamp Toronto 2017. And I got a bug in my ear from a friend. Hey, why don't you go speak at oh, a okay. WordCamp? Figuratively. Okay, got it. Figuratively. Right. And I applied to as many WordCamps as I could, and I got accepted into Toronto. And I went there to give a little talk, and I was physically ill for the day or two leading up to it. I was so nervous, but I gave my talk. Everyone gave me really positive feedback. I got to spend the day with hundreds of other people and just kind of see this community in person. And it did something that uh, it made it a little bit more real versus just being on the internet and just talking to people remotely. It was that coming together to talk about something that was important to us, just sitting and hearing different people saying why they got into WordPress, why it mattered to them. That was fantastic for me. And so I think I've been to maybe eight or nine since then and um, really enjoyed that. Uh, so I think that's the, the big thing for me. It's just getting to go to one and seeing, oh, I can be part of this. Hey, did they do a contributor day? I believe so. Couple of years back now, so I can't remember. Well, they had a Wapu drawing contest. I think if they didn't have a contributor day, that probably fits in right there. I'm sharing the link now. September 30th and October 1st of 2017. Yep. Okay. Just making sure you just just confirming you were there and you're not lying to me. I actually had to Google to figure it out. I'm like, I'm checking the years. Which one did I? Because I went to five within like an eight month period, so that was the first one. Yep, and there's your picture right there. Good for you. Uh, yep. You you go to one word camp and you sort of start following them around like the Grateful Dead or Fish or something like that. You just start going to more and more. Sketches, yep. universal language was your talk. Yep, and talking can, about uh, sketching. Oh, good. Then you nailed the title. I can never forget our first word camp. <laughs> or any, no, one, no one forgets their first word camp. Yeah. Um, all right, Fran, you've been to an, you've been to a lot of events. It's going to be hard for you to pick just one. <laughs> well, actually, it's easier than you might think. Uh-oh. Uh, dun, dun, because, dun. Uh, dun, dun, dun. It's, um, it's the first WordPress event that, no, it's not the first WordPress event I've attended because the first one was the WordPress, WordPress Torino meetup. But it was a, a standalone contributor day that we organized in November 2017. 2017? No, 2015, sorry. I spoke about it in 2017. Uh, November 20, 2015, um, the Italian community has been dormant for a few years for a number of reasons. And a bunch of people decided to get together and organize something. And we didn't want to go for a WordCamp straight away. It seemed like a, a too big for us. And also we were really passionate about contributing to WordPress, even more than listening and giving talks about WordCamps, so about WordPress. So we organized this uh, standalone contributor day in Milano. Um, I have very fond memories of the day. I met friends. Um, and I also met my partner. So, you know. I was like, 
Oh, really? Love Boat WordPress Edition and without a boat. Um, So, yeah, I gave a talk about it at WordCamp US a couple of years later. There are some funny pics of us. A bunch of people helped us. And it really kicked things into a higher gear because the Italian community went from having two work two meetups that met every once in a while to be uh, the second or the third largest community in the world at some point, <laughs> so, you know? Oh, my. Uh, yeah. what, what year did you say that uh, contributor thing was in? The contributor day happened in 2015, uh-huh. and in 2017 I spoke about it at Work in PUS. Yeah, shared that link for our guests uh, for that. That's Yeah. So it was just one day set aside for contributions it was not yes no no talks really it was just purely no the thing is also we didn't really know what contributing to wordpress was because apart from a few people (laughs) that were already contributing to wordpress no one had contributed to wordpress before um we had like a very to the global project so we invited a few friends uh from abroad that really kindly donated their time and uh, and also money to be honest to yeah. to make that possible uh so shout out to automatic crowd favorite and human made that actually helped us make that uh with money people food everything um so we met in milano uh we had people from these companies come along and tell us what it means to contribute to core, what it means to contribute to community, what it means to contribute to polyglots. And, you know, we got together and um, that's really it's a big, the Italian community is a really big one. And yeah. that, that was uh, the catalyst for all of it. Yeah. Without that, who knows, like you wouldn't, the, the contribute community in that area wouldn't have been as big as it is today. And that you now feeds into th- so much, so much other things today. Too. Yeah. I think, in terms of word camps, probably because there was already that desire and it was already a bit of that network existing, um, probably would have expanded anyway. But the amount of Italians that contribute also to the global project is really big compared yeah. to the size of the country. The fact that we don't necessarily all speak English, actually, we don't really, but that didn't stop people from you know also saying like okay my english is not perfect but it doesn't matter i can give something back to the italian community for sure but also to the global community um and so we all did it so that's that's really cool certainly an example of how something in a localized area can grow to be so much and have so much influence in in open source and wordpress so um all right matri uh, any events, any event that stands out to you? You, you've probably been to a few or at least know of a few. I have to say it would be the WordCamp Asia 2023 for me for a lot of reasons. Um, over the past couple of years, I've definitely attended a few WordCamps in India. Um, and over the seven years that I've been working with WordPress and known of WordPress, there are many other folks who I have got to know, well, let's say over Slack at this moment, it was WordCamp Asia that was a beautiful setting to have met 
all those people under one roof sometimes just because of logistics a lot of times we are not able to go to like maybe some other countries because of visa issues oh yeah and it was great to have everyone come this side and still be able to meet and uh there was that sense of community which is always felt at meetups and word camps but for me it grew multiple folds uh, at word camp asia to have actually put real faces uh to people that i have been interacting with i have been seeing them you know uh do releases and uh, see them like be a part of different groups and do some amazing work and to have had a conversation in person with them uh has been absolutely wonderful for me and one of the fond memories that i had was on contributors day where there were a few uh, there were a couple of attendees who had no clue what they had walked into and uh, i bumped into them they seemed a little lost and you know i was explaining to them about what happens and all and then they asked me okay oh, what can i do if i want to be a part of uh, you know this day that you all are having and the only thing i could think about is uh, okay have you all traveled somewhere would you have some photos to share and they are like yeah sure and in matter of a few minutes all i got them to do was contribute one of their favorite photos to the uh, wordpress photo directory mm-hmm. and they were smiling you know and i don't know who yeah it's like a drug it's like it- it's like a drug the first one is free and the best part was that it it got approved in few minutes so thank god for whoever was helping with the approval because it was so instant so it was so instant Cha-ching. that i was actually able to see them smile and feel like they were part of something so large and then they saw that photo and you know they were able to see that oh and and then i showed them you know how it is going to come up on the open verse and i was like hey if somebody types it they could use your photo and you know it it, it could be on somebody's website you never know and they're like wow this is so amazing and that w- that was that was a moment for me and i um i'm so glad to have been uh, at wordcamp asia this year um I- i'm hoping to make it to many others but it it was it was a special one for me yeah oh i we could talk all day about how big and how many how, how much they went through before covid and then now they have that and you're right i've had in my years experience with w- putting wordpress speakers together we would get some fantastic entries from people in in from from that side of the earth and they couldn't physically make it over here not you know financial s- items aside they just couldn't get the right papers or the permission for everything so to have that big of a work camp in that part of the area probably changed and encouraged so many people that all they were seeing with these big bigger word camps and seeing these people were just if they were fortunate like video you know video live streams so that could have Thank an you. impact that un, 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 unmeasurable in terms of maybe um some statistics but but you know from an impact standpoint that has to can't wait to see how that plays out and you know it have that going every year it was a fantastic it was a fantastic word camp mastery <laughs> yeah. i can't wait to come to to go to Taipei next year. All right. Well, 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 hold your horses. Same hold yet. your horses. <laughs> we got other work camps to get out of this year. So um, I'll bring up the rear <clears throat> on this one. Uh, really, just real quick. I mentioned some of these in some of the other in- interviews I've done. Um, when it comes to WordPress, uh, I use the term... Um, I, I didn't just stick with conferences in my terminology um, for a reason, because I said events, conferences, summits, um, um, kids' camps... Um, 
I've talked about those, but I think those are, are pretty neat to, to try to usher in and expose people toward writing and blogging and the next generation of, of WordPress or even teaching them how to build WordPress sites and preparing them for some, you know, in, in experience, especially for high schoolers to college, young college students. There was a WordCamp for publishers that ran a number of years um, prior to, prior to um, COVID. I'm not sure where that is at the moment, but that had a a bit of impact. There was also smaller independent conferences as well. Um, there was also buddy camps very early on in the beginning for buddy press. Um, I hosted a couple as well. And that, um, that was, those were pretty fun. And last but not least the community summits that have happened. There's going to be one at WordCamp us this year, community summits. I believe the first, the first one was um, probably invite only and probably didn't get a lot of, uh, you know, back in those days, they, they the word kind of sped organically and if you weren't part of a certain group socially speaking maybe you didn't hear much about it until after it happened but then the next community summit i believe was at a word camp us i just don't remember which one it was 20 i'd like to say it was like early days 2015, 2015 right so i was at that one i was at that one and i think they should do one every year to be honest with you what were you going to say jason there was one buyer. there was one before Philly that uh, happened in conjunction with WordCamp San Francisco. Uh, maybe it was a couple years prior, uh, 2013, uh, 2014. I, I, I remember because I was fortunate enough to be able to attend. Uh, and they held it at the automatic offices in San Francisco before they uh, unloaded um, that, uh, you know, piece of property and went fully distributed. Um, I mean, they've always been fully distributed, but they, they actually uh, got rid of any sort of uh, offices that they had. So, yeah, uh, community summits are, are, are huge and uh, great to, to kind of um, talk to uh, the people, um, you know, boots on the ground actually uh, working on the projects, implementing things, um, you know, project managing things, uh, et cetera. It, it's all um, just a, a really great way to like uh, come together and uh, be able to, to participate in a way that we don't really get a lot of opportunities for otherwise. Yeah. So I hope they do more of them. I wish I was going to be there in person this year. Um you know, I realize that it's tough for people to attend those anyway. And maybe like at least every year, or every other year, or at least, you know, more frequently than it has been, because a lot of good conversations come out of those. And it really helps to shape the WordPress, some some aspects of the WordPress community. So anyway. I'll dig up a post. So it, this has been a really big, there have been very big discussions around community summits because they originally were intended to be a moment where you um, you discuss in person tough topics. But so they yeah. had a bit of a negative connotation initially, but there is a post and I'll try to dig it up um, about, you know, reframing our vision of community summits and actually turn them into something positive and uh, proactive and not something reactive that we do because we've been fighting online about something. Uh, and yeah, then, yeah, of course, discussion. COVID happened. Yeah. You know, COVID happened, so um, that threw a big wrench in the uh, in the plans. Um, but yeah, I I I I think those should be 
more frequent. Um, but yeah, that could be like a topic for a whole episode of any of the podcasts right around the wordpress space all right i think we did a pretty good job i think we covered like first WordCamp experience first WordCamp i attended experience community summits big word camps that finally got their due and even one day contributor days so i like how we all picked something different so i thought that was fantastic really really good job everybody give yourself a open source pat on the back all right so now we've come to our um lightning round bring out your dead uh so to speak kind of a format here we're going to do this pretty quick and uh we we will you'll you can throw out one or two we can always come back to you if something else pops up but i wanted to get um you know things that were not selected by me <laughs> i wanted to see if there's anything else in particular um that you that you felt over the past uh, your experience with wordpress has been really really like give me your top tier top one or two things that are really that really kind of stood out for you. So Jason, um, you know, lightning round here. What, what do you got for us? Manage WordPress hosting. Um, it is um, really uh, the point where the WordPress community started to mature, started to uh, move up market. Uh, all of these uh, blogs, uh, other sites, um, you know, like I kind of hinted at earlier, uh, 2011 is, is where people really started to see WordPress as more of a CMS. They were trying to shake off like just a piece of blogging software. Uh, and the managed hosting uh, really helped uh, do that, uh, really kind of uh, helped legitimize like um, you know, w when people are willing to spend more than uh, seven bucks a month on hosting their WordPress site, uh, it's like, okay, now I'm actually uh, starting to take this serious as, as a business. This is where uh, we also started to see, um, like, business tracks at WordCamps uh, and mm. things like that. So, um, would you, you know. Would you think that was the, which, can you think of anything bigger from an economic standpoint that, that was bigger than I, I, it's hard to think of a single thing outside of WordPress managed hosting. And I don't want to get into who invented it, but I mean, it's the, the whole, the whole process and the whole onboarding experience and maybe not just for businesses, but for the individual who just needed to click that few buttons, you know, and this is kind of like where the five minute install story starts to fade a little bit, but yeah, I, I can't think of one. Can you? Not easily, anyway. It made a massive difference for my clients when I was like, hey, let's just get a managed WordPress host and we will have a better, happier life from day one if we do that. Yeah, because remember before it was like, find your own hosting and just pray that it uh, was what you needed, right? And the hosting wasn't specialized for, uh, like, yeah. it was a, a more generic bucket. So you could uh, install uh, Drupal. You could install Movable Type. You could install uh, Joomla or, or whatever else you needed to. Uh, but with managed hosting, uh, and uh, disclaimer, I, I, I mean, Work, uh, Dream, DreamHost has managed hosting. Before that, I was working with Liquid Web. Uh, I was employee number five over at WP Engine. Uh, I mean, uh, managed hosting really uh, took um, a lot of like very focused optimizations, very focused, uh, you know, server rules and things like that. Security, and security, uh, things that you would need a plugin for. Like it was uh, most managed hosts don't allow you to uh, install a caching plugin because they've got caching handled already. 
and um, you know all the different uh, permutations and cache exceptions and all this other stuff. Uh, it really uh, was a, a monumental shift. I, I can't think of a single uh, web host out there, like even the bargain web hosts have a managed WordPress offering now. So that uh, shift, those uh, first three or four companies uh, with uh, Pagely, with WP Engine, with Zippy Kid, now Pressable. Um, Zippy. Really, yeah. And and uh, Vid Luther, right? Um, so, yeah. It, I mean, that, that was really um, the honorable mention for me and, and the big, like, um, tectonic shift in WordPress. Big part of WordPress history. Um, yeah. All right, Joshua, any honorable mentions here? Two things, plugins. I was building for small businesses, struggling with non-managed hosting, but the two plugins that kind of changed things for me, Gravity Forms. So mm-hmm. as a non-developer, I was able to create conditional forms for my clients and it blew their minds. Um, and if you don't know what that is, it's fantastic. If someone chooses option A, show them option B. It, it's just so great. Yes, it's like an ophthalmologist experience, except much better. Yes, and I was able to do that with a drag-and-drop interface. That was a massive deal. I got the reference. That was a massive deal for a non-developer. The other was Divi, and I know people have very strong opinions on this, but I could use this this. <laughs> there page goes builder. another trigger warning I got to add, but yes. go ahead. Um, as a non-developer, I was able to build entire websites out for my clients, and with that and Gravity Forms, I could do almost anything that a small business needed and it was a big deal. It was something that opened up the door for them. Maybe they didn't have five or six figures to pay an agency, but they could pay me and I could get them something live. How much impact, Josh, and you, real quick here, I'll throw an extra question at you. Page builders in general, what do you think how their impact was in WordPress history, especially uh, before Gutenberg? Massive. Um, you didn't have to touch a template. You didn't have to edit a file. You didn't have to figure out FTP. You could just drag and drop. And I could tell a client, I'll build this for you. And then I'll create a couple little videos so you can make changes yourself. And you don't have to worry about breaking code. That was a big deal for And I was working on dozens of small business websites that kind of opened the door for them to know that they were going to be okay. And this was before Squarespace really took off. It was, hey, WordPress I'll set it all up for you. Then you're mostly going to be okay after that. Yeah. I, I mean, you could argue that page builders are the reason we have Gutenberg. Mm, yep. I would say partly. Yeah. Competition also factors into it, but I, I, sure. I, I would stand to say though, page builders are a large part of how WordPress got popular as quickly as it did in the time that it did. Yeah, the pitch was, hey, here's WordPress. It's fantastic. We're going to ignore everything, and we're just going to drop a page builder on top, and then your life is going to be better. Trust me. That's the pitch I made so many times. Yeah, and then, you know, there's there's page builders that have been absorbed. Um, I was never much of a page builder person because my sites were too niche, but I was always into Beaver Builder. So an Elementor today is now coming out with AI features, so it's still, still there are still page builders out there that are controlling a a marginal, a large enough size of the market, even with Gutenberg. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, great. And gravity forms too. I was the, one of the first, that was my first paid plugin. Same here. And I got a pretty, pretty sweet deal with that. So I'm really Same appreciate here. it. <laughs> not going to say how sweet because I don't want that deal to go away. Um, quickly, Fran, give us your, give us your stuff before I'm going to have to force to edit this out. 
I'm gonna shout out to Give all it a shout. the women. I'm giving a shout to all the women that popped up in the space in the last 20 years and made WordPress what it was, what it's WordPress. Um, you know, just gonna name a few. Josefa, obviously, Josefa Hayden, Sean Fossi, the um, executive director for WordPress.org. Uh, Ellie Niemans uh, and Michelle Frechette with the work they're doing with underrepresented in tech. We mentioned already uh, Helen. Shout out to myself because I was <laughs> one of the first, uh, probably the first non-developer release lead of, of oh. uh, a WordPress release. A shout out to all the women that came on board uh, during WordPress 5.6, those that stayed and those that didn't come back, but maybe come back will come back again. Early days WordPress, Jen Milo, um, Andrew Middleton, um, Hani, uh, Tammy, Tammy Lister, of course, Joshua. Um, so honestly, it's like I'm the daughter of two developers, so I've been I've been born in. Oh, tech. that's a merge request. All I'm right. Like, yeah. So my parents are both programmers. Wow. So I was born in tech. Holy smokes! It was nice when you said about the Linux. Your first computer, mine was a ZXS Spectrum in '82. Uh, <laughs> you know, like aging myself here. Um, so yeah, never in my life I've seen such a diverse uh, community. My mom was the first and probably the only programmer in her their company, and it's great to see that in WordPress there's we're so not many. single digits anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. Lisa over at um, yeah. Web Dev Studios. There's Angie Miller, and um, I mean so many. I mean, Andrea Middleton, uh, Mel Choice, Andrea, as Jason and mentioned. I'm, I'm forgetting Mel, a few names that I don't even want. Amy, Cami. Um, oh, sure. And, Go know, by first names. I can do that too. Amber, Rachel, and, Brittany, uh, Bobby. Which team you you interact most with or which product you interact most with, you'll have a number of names. One a uh, group that is severely underrepresented is women founders and women CEOs. And this is definitely something that I hope to see uh, increasing in the next 10 years. And um, it makes a difference. Your projects are better for it. I've been in other tech outside yeah. of WordPress where it's just a bunch of dudes and you don't think the same way. You don't build the same yeah. way. You miss massive things that you should be including if you just have a homogenous group, it's yeah. such a big deal. The risk of being canceled. I have found in my experience that women are the best or better organizers. <laughs> um, that's why I think you see a lot of them in positions at work camps, um, in, in conferences and organizations, maybe yeah. just because they have a certain um, can-do attitude. And I don't want to generalize too much here. I'm, I, I, I was an organizer for a number of years and the best some of the best, toughest people that helped work Camp Miami were women. So um, yeah. I'm not even talking about my family, although I now I have to mention them <laughs> or else they're yes. going to change the locks on my doors when I, when I come back to the house. So anyway, so shout out to the, to the women out there. Thank you very much. Yes. Greatly appreciate it. So Maytree, what do you got? What, anything left in your bucket? And we appreciate so you wanted- too. So just go, but yes, <laughs> what's left in your bucket as we start to close things out here? 
So I wanted to mention a trend and I wanted to also mention a key feature that came out uh, as a part of the 4.7 release. So talking about trend, uh, something uh, just to add to what Jason said, the onboarding experience, not just limited to hosting. I love the uh, thought that people are now putting in to the onboarding experience of themes and plugins. Uh, I feel it makes a huge difference for everyone, especially if we have uh, new users and it's becoming much easier for them to know um, how they can set up a site icon, how they could, uh, where they should go to set up a simple header and so on and so forth. And I love that we are also able to carry on that experience even when we are, um, you know, building websites for maybe some large uh, publishing houses. That thought has been something that is very recent and we have progressed a lot from what it was before where people were just, you know, people who are using WordPress were just supposed to know what they had to do and where they had to go and all, you know, so there wasn't much thought going into it. But that's not the case right now. You know, it's be it's a lot more welcoming. And, uh, and the other thing that I wanted to mention was something that I walked into because that was a year that uh, I was introduced to uh, WordPress 2016, the 4.7 release. Uh, also had the introduction of the WordPress uh, REST API endpoints. And I feel that that exploded uh, the WordPress ex ecosystem in all the good ways because it it um, it paved the way to build so many powerful integrations and applications, and people's minds were just racing with you know what all they could do with it. And um, I walked into that world, you know, and 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 when I used to have conversations with people, they were like, "Had this not to be here, uh, we." You know, we wouldn't have been uh, if if it wasn't for the WordPress REST API endpoints, we wouldn't have been able to do this. We wouldn't have been able to do that. We wouldn't have um, uh, you know been able to think about like let's say decoupled WordPress and all. So I feel that uh, that was a very that was a very key uh, introduction, and uh, it's here to stay definitely. But I feel it was a very pivotal moment. Mm -hmm. Well, you, I, you you had people you had people getting excited uh, that weren't in the WordPress world about WordPress. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember being at the first Loop Comp uh, in Las Vegas, and oh, another good uh, it was yeah, it was hand in hand with an Angular uh, conference that was going on at the same time, and they had like a shared vendors area, and I was working the table for WP Engine, uh, and the REST API had not landed yet. Uh, but it was like getting close to, and you know, you could still like kind of get it going with the plugin and everything else. And um, I remember telling folks, uh, Angular developers, like, "Oh yeah, we're adding a, a REST API," and uh, immediately, like, light bulbs were going off. Like, oh. So I can use WordPress's posting interface mm -hmm. and uh, use that for my backend. I don't have to worry uh, about forcing like some you know weird CMS that I have to develop in angular on uh, my users and can just use something that's like tested and proven like WordPress and then pass everything off in the rest API um, I mean it, it's it's powerful stuff yeah. they were so up, excited yeah it opened up 
so many new possibilities, not just for WordPress, but even for other platforms. And just seeing how the world started merging with people's pet projects or like new products altogether, and it still continues to evolve. And there are so many other things that are happening on top of it. It's amazing. Wow. So much to cover in 20 20- in 20 years. Um, I'm, I'm just going to share with my real quick here. First of all, um, we're talking about economics. We talk about it and we talked about a little bit in past episodes too, but didn't need to mention here, but acquisitions, obviously were a big deal where we're pressed in the last 10 years. Um, I, in speaking of which, um, Yoast and automatic, their contrib, their force of contributions in the WordPress community, along with a lot of other people, but they are the two biggest bubbles. And there's been controversy about how Automatic is making, you know, with Jetpack and various decisions with Jetpack and various, you know, how much influence does Automatic have over the years, that sort of thing that's gone back and forth in our history. But very, very net positive good in there in terms of how Automatic and companies like Yoast have contributed and and, and led some of the features that we appreciate today. Um on the same subject, again, talked about previously, so I'm not going to touch on it here too much. WordPress accountability, questions about leadership, um, accountability, transparency. Um, some some foundations were start, or not foundations, some groups and organizations started. Some of them exist today. Some of them fizzled out. But I think overall that attention has led to better communication today from from the WordPress uh, community. Um, just Sam Josepha has been very has been a has been a has been a front person releasing blog posts. Um, in, and I don't remember what all of them are called, but she does the looking ahead in the next year, looking behind. More surveys are being taken. In fact, one was just, I think they released the results today on a survey. I forget which one. It's on wpfront.page if you want to take a look at that. But there is a lot more transparency and information and discussion going on because I think of WordPress going through that. It's still going through, but there was a particular part of like accountability, leadership, transparency, and I think things have improved so much. And then finally, I think this has not been talked about yet in any of my conversations. Does anybody remember the press this button? Jason yeah. does. I, Joshua, oh yeah. Joshua looks like he just ate some bad Something's fish. there, but I don't remember what it was. So, I, I think Good. Thank I you, Josh, for clearing that up for us. I don't us. think I've ever used it, but yeah, I remember it. Yes. I believe the, the press this button, or at least the, the dashboard widget for that was added in WordPress 2.7. It, it may have existed in some form or another, but uh, just a, a quick way to enter posts. Uh, yeah. yeah, David, you're right. So Massive. Yeah, and when, when when blogging was still in, uh, I would I, I use to, I'm actually still using it today. So I actually modified the JavaScript a little bit to it. And um, when I go around and I want to share articles on wpfront.page, hint hint, sponsored by, go I I click on an article and nine times out of ten because it can't scan GitHub repos, but other than that, it will automatically grab the title, the description of that, and I can change it. I can edit it. I can reference it. I can attach an image right in a pop-up window in my browser. And all I did was click a browser extension. For a while, browser extensions were horrible. They weren't in fashion. They weren't in style. Now they're 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 there's being used pretty heavily because you know with browsers extensions you can change you know you know text on Twitter or the look of this website but and I don't like you said I don't think it's in WordPress anymore I think you have to you I had to install a plugin to get it back but I think press this was just an, another one of those things like post formats and link log 
blog roles, if you remember those, and all of that stuff in WordPress that stayed on very early on in WordPress were fundamental to how people use WordPress primarily for blogging and then kind of just faded away a little bit until you go, oh, yeah, that's right. But anyway, those were my lightning round items there. So I want to thank everybody here for their time. Uh, we had some great discussions. Most of this is so brand new. I can't wait to share it with the other people in, in this series that we've done. We talked about Crazy Horse. I didn't think we were going to start off with that. Um, we talked about five-minute installs, post formats, notifications, multi-site, our first events, a variety of those. And we touched on some things like we never even considered about economic impact, like shared hosting and um, onboarding experiences and giving a lot of people the recognition they solely deserve. Um, so I want to thank our panelists today. Let's go around real quick. Say uh, where people can find you at on the web. Let's start with Jason. Well, uh, all right. Um, thanks for having me, folks. Uh, again, Jason Cosper. You can see me every week on the most influential WordPress podcast. I swear, I'm not just saying that. It actually is the most influential WordPress podcast. WP Watercooler, that's at WPWatercooler.com. And you can follow me on the Fediverse at uh, simian.rodeo at Booga, B-O-O-G-A-H. And a special shout out to the news organizations of WordPress over the years, the long, the, those who have been with WordPress very long time, and WP Watercooler is one of those. So Jason, please... Please send our regards to the rest of the team when you go back there next time. Greatly appreciate it. I wish we had more time to talk about these 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 particular news shows and all that stuff that I kept up over the years. Joshua, where can people find you? Yep, you can find me at joshuawold.com and I have Shocking. a new project. Was it? Yes. I'm sorry. Onboardwp.io where I'm doing onboarding and trying to figure out how we can make that better in WordPress. Yes. It's criticizing in a good way. I appreciate that. Yes. Thank you. Francesca, where can people find you? Almost nowhere nowadays. Because All right. Well, I thank you for coming. That's it. All right, Maytree. I, I almost oh. stopped using social media. Uh, if you want to see the cats that I retweet, uh, I am Francesca Marano on Twitter. And that's more or less the content I'm sharing nowadays on social media. And uh, social media needs more felines, I assure you and less of other things. Maytree, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter uh, at uh, Maytree underscore C. Uh, getting my spelling is going to be a little bit difficult, but... Uh, we'll put it in show notes. Type it in. Yes. <laughs> but yes, you can find me on Twitter, and I'm also there on LinkedIn uh, at just Maytree. Oh, well, thank you very much, all. And, and, you know, in case you want to find me and not tired of my voice yet, I'm at davidbissett.social. Um, um, most of my social links are up there, including um, all of the tweets and posts and poops and toots or whatever. Whatever people are calling things these days, I, my, my WordPress website sucks all of those in because I don't trust social networks. And I've got 50 or 60,000 posts that I search through sometimes. But that is where, so if you not only want to, see, maybe you should check some of the latest ones out before you follow me. That's probably where I have a website also exists. But you can find me at davidbissett.social, Dimension Media on Twitter. And uh, again, appreciate everyone here. I can't wait to share this. And all of you enjoy the next 20 years of WordPress. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye. (laughs) Ciao. Thanks for listening to the WP Minute Plus. Deeper insights and conversations from around the WordPress community. If you're looking for our weekly newsletter and short-form news podcast, 
head over to thewpminute.com slash subscribe. And if you want to support our efforts, join our Slack community for $79 a year at thewpminute.com slash support.